Good morning, everybody. Today is Tuesday, July 18th in the year 2023. And welcome to Simply Bitcoin. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, and mimetic warfare. And we bring on Bitcoiners from all around the world, from the biggest names to the everyday Bitcoiner. We got them all. If you want to come on the show, hit us in the DMs uh, request. I think you can even get a get a request on our website, simplybitcoin.com. And we will be your guide through the separation of money and state. As you can tell, and I got my boy in the chat already uh, giving me flack, but we are getting bullish today, guys. I am convinced that we are starting to climb to a new all-time high. And yes, I know we kind of got a little correction yesterday, but hey, we're still hovering around that 30K. Are we in a crab market? Are we, you know, are we even out of the bear market or are we starting that climb into the bull market? I don't know, but what I do know is the bullish sentiment in corporate press is starting to pick up. We're starting to feel and hear that fervor. And as you guys can tell from the headline, Kathy Wood's prediction of the bull case of going to 1.5 million per coin is on and her confidence is growing. What's that mean? I don't know. Maybe she's just talking your bags. Maybe we are seeing things clearly and we are starting that bull run, but we'll get into all the numbers today. But one thing is for sure. The Overton window is shifting, and it's about moving the Bitcoin narrative into the mainstream narrative, and I think we are starting to see this. I don't know if you guys are on Twitter this morning, but we're starting to constantly see the conversation revolve around Bitcoin start to pick up, whether that's on, uh, what's it, Squawk Box, whether that's on Bloomberg, whether that is your favorite uh, dystopian, totalitarian, uh, parasite class member, World Economic Forum member talking about Bitcoin. They cannot get Bitcoin out of their mouth. And this is also why they continue to double down on the idea of central bank digital control. Either way, it's never been more important than now to stack sats and spread the truth and spread the truth. Sorry, guys. So do not take your get your foot off the gas. We are winning. The narrative is winning. And yes, I know everyone out there, I know all your friends and family are apathetic. <laughs> They are ignoring Bitcoin, but it's only a matter of time when number goes up and they can't ignore Bitcoin any longer. So just absolutely love to see it. You are in the front row of the separation of money and state, and we will continue to be your guides. But of course, I am not alone. I am here with my boy, Rustin. And Rustin, uh, even though I'm getting yeah. bullish on today's show, Rustin might get the pessimistic fields take on today's show, but he's a... Uh, obviously going to point this in one direction and what direction is that rustin all roads lead to bitcoin all roads lead to bitcoin that is true and you were talking about the overton window and the discussion the dynamic and we had this big swing towards tyranny authoritarianism on a global level for like a two or three year stretch and that pendulum is swinging back around and we see a lot of major uh figures coming out and speaking out against tyranny against uh central banks against uh fiat debasement and on another front those living on the fiat standard are poorer than ever and we're going to show you why and it, it should piss you off and motivate you to to use and understand hard money and and the ways in which it can save you uh from these the, this type of tyrannical government theft uh, through inflation. So we got a lot of good stuff. We're going to finish with, you know, we got a lot of problems 
and there's a solution staring us right in the face, and that's Bitcoin, and the world is waking up. It's super bullish. Um, I can't wait to hear um, from Kathy and what Opti's got, and also our guest today, Richard's going to have some awesome stuff. Yeah, before we get into Richard, though, uh, we were talking about this on Spaces yesterday, and it's this idea of showing people out there, showing your friends and family why they should be saving in Bitcoin and what it benefits their lives. And I, I seen the clip that Rustin's going to play for us today, and if this does not wake people up, I don't know what does because... I feel like uh, even though we're in the modern world and we and we're in the most comfortable position ever, uh, we have never been poorer as a society, as an average person. And Rustin's bringing the numbers today, but we'll save that for the news segment. Today we got Richard, aka Bitcoin Mendocino, and he's got an awesome, awesome rabbit hole story. I know how you guys love that rabbit hole stories, and man, he's been around. He's seen a few things, and I think you guys are going to love this one. How are you doing this morning, Richard? I'm doing well, thank you. It's good to be on the show. Do you want to hear the rabbit hole story? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Let's hold it. Let's we'll let's uh, okay. yeah. Let's tease them. We're gonna tease them. Uh, actually, you can tell them though, Richard. When did you first get into Bitcoin, and then we'll move in. But don't give us the whole story yet. No, I won't. It's uh, 2014, so I've been here since 2014. Amazing, amazing guys. Uh, actual OG here. It's been around the block, seen a few cycles, but we'll get into that during the culture. Anyways, we got a lot to talk about. Let's get into the numbers. The Bitcoin numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seeds Do-It-Yourself Kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamp seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to huddle your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on Stamp Seed. Love it. All right, guys, if you scan the QR code over here on the right, you can go to their website and check it out live and uh, get yourself a stamp kit seed, guys. It's uh, I think it's the most important thing is to back up your seed phrase, make sure that you can withstand all the crazy things of life. Anyways, let's get into the numbers, guys. Uh, of course, we're over here on Clark Moody's dashboard. Uh, one of my favorite dashboards. There's a, there's a few good ones, but I think Clark Moody's has been the the MVP throughout the last couple of years. But anyways, of course, the only date that really matters is the block height. We're currently at 799,263. We're almost at that 800,000th block. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. TikTok next block. Honey Badger, don't give AF. Anyways, the current Bitcoin price is at $29,920 per Bitcoin. The Moscow time, aka the sats per dollar, aka how much your dollar is worth aka how much bitcoin you can buy for a single dollar is currently at 3342 sats the percentage issued the total percentage of all bitcoin to ever be created is 92,000 point or 92.53% the market cap of bitcoin is at 581.4 billion dollars and the realized monetary inflation taking 
fiat currencies to school is 1.76%. The Bitcoin versus gold market cap is 4.47%, not even at 5% of the gold market cap. And you guys still think you aren't early to Bitcoin. The total lightning capacity, total public lightning capacity, it actually, I think it's dropped a little bit. I'm pretty sure it was uh, in the 5,000 range. And as of now, at least at Clark Moody's dashboard, it's got a reading of 4,896 three bitcoin and of course i don't know what's going on with the reachable bitcoin nodes the public reachable bitcoin nodes uh on clark moody's dashboard maybe he's uh got some bugs over there or something anyway the hash rate the last 90 days is 365.2 exahashes and the pending fees in the mempool according to clark moody's node over here is 2.1 btc it's almost like bitcoin works it's almost like the mempool will clear it's almost like free markets clear always clear anyways Let's get into the numbers today. We got a video here of Kathy Woods. This aired this morning on Bloomberg. And as you can see over here, shouts out to documenting BTC because he quotes part of the video. And it's Kathy Woods doubling down on her bullish case predictions. And I do have the numbers over here. We covered this. I forget when it was. I think it was February when ARK Invest dropped their 2023 insights and their research paper in regards to what to look forward to, what is going to happen in this next bull run. But anyways, Kathy Wood goes on to say bullish the bull case for Bitcoin of $1.5 million per coin is on and our confidence has actually increased. But she didn't just stop there. She obviously is spreading that Bitcoin signal to the masses over there at Bloomberg. So first and foremost, shouts out to Kathy Wood because it's all about spreading that Bitcoin signal. But let's get into this video and we'll touch on some of the topics that she covers in this short clip. Uh, we went to a bear base and bull case. So our bull case is, I think it's 1.5 million. The base case uh, is 600, I think it's 625,000, something like that. Now, one reason we've actually internally, our confidence has increased towards the bull case mm -hmm. is because of what happened during the regional bank crisis in March. What happened? Bitcoin, so as regional banks are going bankrupt and, and the stocks are imploding across the board for the KRE, uh, Bitcoin rallied from 19,000 to 30,000. Why did that happen? That was a flight to safety. That is the insurance policy that we are talking about that we believe everyone will want at the end of the day. Insurance policy against two things, uh, confiscation of wealth, either directly uh, or by inflation, or uh, in the deflation world, what is the what is it a hedge against? Right. It's a hedge against counterparty risk. Uh, we won't do. We won't have an 0809 with Bitcoin. Everything is decentralized and transparent. No obfuscation. Absolutely love it. Couldn't agree more. And just to touch on a few of the main points that she talked about. I mean, guys, you guys have been watching Simply Bitcoin. You guys are aware of what's going on in the news. And it still amazes me that people out there see what happened to SVB and the other regional banks going bankrupt, the stocks imploding. 
and not looking for an alternative. And this is what Bitcoin is. It's that alternative. But we are starting to see a flight to safety as we have been covering lately in the corporate press. I mean, once BlackRock has unleashed the floodgates, the canary in the coal mine, every asset manager in the world is starting to look for an alternative. And you have to kind of understand and read between the lines. They wouldn't be going into Bitcoin if there wasn't some concern about the financial world, about the traditional financial world and where it is heading. And as we know, sats are our stable coin. Sats is the safety net. Sats are the exit out of the Titanic because, I mean, hey, look, I think we've all been covering this for a while. The financial world is in a precarious place right now. And as Kathy Woods is saying, you know, to hedge against counterparty risk. And what are we seeing around the world in regards to traditional financial world? There is an extreme amount of counterparty risk. Remember, I say this all the time. Reread the beginning of the white paper, and it says the the quiet part out, out loud. The traditional world is based on too much trust, and that trust has been abused. And there is no way that the people that are in charge can continue to paper over the problems of Bitcoin. And like she said, there is no possibility of an 0809 total collapse of Bitcoin because you can't print more money. There is no bailouts in Bitcoin, and this is a feature, not a bug. But anyways... I was reminded of uh, the ARK Invest paper, uh, her research paper. It's called Big Ideas 2023. And this dropped in, I think it was February. So obviously, we have a few more data points in regards to what is going on here. But nonetheless, I agree with the sentiment of this research paper, which is right here. Bitcoin's fundamentals are stronger today than in any past drawdowns of the world. Yes, we are in the longest bull run in Bitcoin's history. Yes, we didn't get the 90, what is in the past, 98% drawdowns. Or no, they weren't 98. They were 50-something, 70% drawdowns or whatever it was. But in terms of the fundamentals of Bitcoin, they have never been stronger. I am convinced that it's never been a better time to save in Bitcoin, to look in Bitcoin. It's never been safer. As, as we continue to see blocks come in, as we continue to see the hash rate come in, as we continue to see more and more authority, uh, institutional asset managers start to give Bitcoin a nod, more people are going to wake up to the idea that Bitcoin is going up forever, Laura. And again, just to hint on Kathy Wood, and ARK Investments strategy, or at least bear, bull, and neutral case in regards to where Bitcoin is moving, she is getting more and more confident, more and more bullish that we are going to see that $1.5 million 2030 price target range. Now, hey, uh, as the reigning bull tard of Simply Bitcoin, that is bearish. <laughs> 2030, 1.5 mil, I think it's going higher. But hey, let's, uh, let's be conservative in our regards because all these other cases are extremely bearish. Uh, you know, 2030 price target of 250K. I think that I think we're look, I'm not going to speculate, but you know what my thoughts are, guys. And the base case is at $682,000 per coin by 2030. But I also believe that the bull case is completely on. And by 2030, we are going to be seeing that 1.5 million, if not more case on Bitcoin because as we are going to cover today, as we continue to cover on this channel, 
the authoritarian, the tyrannical oversteps, the mistakes of the traditional financial world are the best marketers of Bitcoin. And they constantly mess up. They constantly print more money. And what's the meme? Infinity divided by 21 million. If you think Bitcoin is going to stop at 1.5 million by 2030, what do we know? We're obviously speculating. We're obviously getting stupidly bullish on today's show because, hey, sometimes we got to get bullish on the show because you guys are getting bearish out there and it shows. I can see you guys on Twitter. The bear market fatigue is showing. But uh, I really also agree with Kathy Woods that the bull case is on. As, as we saw in the last couple of weeks, maybe the last couple of months, the floodgates are coming to Bitcoin. And if you think that that is going to stop with BlackRock, with Fidelities, with the biggest asset manager of the world, I don't think you really understand the power of the DCA army out there. And once 8, million, 8 billion people, forgive me, wake up to stacking sats, to owning a little bit of Bitcoin, the total amount of world assets are going to flood in the Bitcoin. It's going to be absolutely glorious. And you're on the front lines. Do not take your foot off the gas. We are winning. The Bitcoin message is starting to spread. And more and more people are waking up to the idea that they might want to get some Bitcoin just in case it catches on. Uh-oh. Hold on. Hold on. Before we go on to Rustin, take the ride. Our boy Nate over here is getting mad at me because I'm getting bullish. I know. I'll, 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 be, I'll be a little more sober next week or tomorrow when it comes to Bitcoin price predictions. But today we're getting bullish. All right, jump in, Rustin. All right, so I was just thinking about uh, Dell's release yesterday, kind of talking about what happens when BlackRock ETF meet, meets a Bitcoin supply shock, which would you know be the having. But not only that, you have a five-year low of Bitcoin held on exchanges right now, so you have a bullish um, diversion there. Then you've also got. Um, Hash rate, didn't we hit, like, it, it touched for a little bit, like 526 exahash? Like, that is insane, man. So a lot of people in the world are really, really bullish on Bitcoin going into this halving. There's that. But, Kathy, come on, come on. Get get bullish, Kathy. Greg's, Greg's lowballing at 2 million. Let's go. <laughs> no, but um, Kathy, on her bearish case, um, I did some preschool math, 625K divided by 30K. That's about a 21x. I see what you did there, Kathy. And then, yeah, Bitcoin's here. Wealth confiscation, safety from inept central planners that uh, force you to use money that steals from you. And she's connecting back to what Michael Saylor has been saying a long time as, as the way is just a small portion of Bitcoin and the benefits it can have uh, for you in the long term due to its uh, asymmetric and just how disruptive a technology it is and how many fields it's cutting across. And Larry Fink, um, let's see, didn't he say that uh, Bitcoin will transcend and it's not reliant on any other currency? In short, he, had to, he said he had to use crypto when he was saying it. But in the past interview, he said that Bitcoin was hope, kind of mirroring Michael Saylor. But we keep, you know, um, Druckenmiller, um, we've got, Yusko, Paul Tudor Joe. I mean, all these guys that have been here, they know what's going on. They see the opportunity. They they win. All they do is win. They, that's their careers. That's how they got where they were. Now they are some fiat cucks in some regards. But guys, they they are very bullish on Bitcoin. And this is just the opening. This is the second hitter in the first inning in the grand scheme of everything. So we're still early and it's never, I think it, it's a great, never, never been a better time to be bullish on Bitcoin going into everything. So 
reap the rewards of these cheap sets today. Yeah, I think uh, to one of your points about everyone being conservative in price prediction, I I, I keep saying the same thing. I, I I believe all of us Bitcoiners have this PTSD of the last bull run, and we're like, ah, I don't want to get stupidly bullish. Let's you know what's uh, Greg Foss always says like, don't get a, don't get over your skis or whatever. Like try to temper our Bitcoin predictions, but. I mean, I'm, I'm just convinced that the the world will finally wake up. And when they do wake up to the power of Bitcoin, yes, it's been 14 years, but, uh, you know, the Internet wasn't adopted in 14 years. And yet the whole world isn't even on uh, the Internet right now. And the Internet is ubiquitous with the world. Now, do a 10x. Uh, you know, multiplication with money on top of that. And I, I really do think that many people are underestimating the power of what a digital hard cap money will change the world. Like you guys are being uh, very bearish out there for, uh, you know, to some respect, I, I understand we don't want to get stupidly bullish and, and have people, you know, get too, too bullish and mess themselves out. Okay. Uh, Richard, are you the, oh, he popped off. Okay. Uh, he, he's having some issues. He just hit us in the private chat, but let's just get into the news and he will pop back in and let's get this show going. All right, Rustin, are you ready? <laughs> the daily news. The daily news is brought to you by Blockstream Jade built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Check out the brand new limited edition color, the transparent green jade. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air gap Bitcoin transactions, scan and display QR codes directly on the device, assign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. Awesome. Before we get into the news segment that Rustin has for us, uh, guys, you guys need to get to Bitcoin 2024 in Nashville, July 25th, 27th in 2024. I know it's a year away. And the reason we are telling you to do this now is because you complain about the price every year and the price rises. But this is the rock bottom prices. Get your early bird tickets today. We're going to take over Nashville. I haven't been to Nashville yet, but I'm excited to get to Nashville. And this is the rock bottom prices, guys. Prices will increase. You already know this is going to happen. You already know you're going to FOMO into going to the Bitcoin conference. So you might as well get your ticket today. And hey, uh, maybe, you know, you just uh, buy it now and, and uh, sell it to someone else later when the price goes up. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. It's your life. Anyways, general admission is $299. The industry pass is $749. And if you are a whale with deep pockets, the whale pass is the lowest. It will be at $4,499. Anyways, Rustin, let's get you in here. What do you got for us? Okay, let's get so the show going. So we're going to get it started with this video. Opti's got teed up and I'm I'm not going to go full into it because it's going to piss me off watching it more. So I want to get that fire afterwards and kind of save it. But we have been gaslit to the extreme. They, they, they tell us we're not in a recession. They tell us, you know, inflation is transitory. We've got everything under the, under control when in reality, it, it seems the average American is poorer than ever. So let's check this out, and then uh, we'll talk about this and get into the rest of the news after the clip. Posted a stitch with Tom Powell Jr. about his landlord take, which has been 
a pretty hot topic in TikTok here over the past week. And uh, in it, I stated that I make $70,000 a year and I am still very much paycheck to paycheck. And housing is rough. In the comments of my own video, as well as just seeing it around TikTok as a whole, a lot of people are saying pretty much the same thing. I've seen people that are making six figures with no kids that are still living paycheck to paycheck. And it really got me thinking, why are we having such a hard time? You know, growing up, six figures is like, you made it. You know, you're rich. You can buy whatever you want, whenever you want. You're never going to run out of money if you make six figures. So I decided to do a little bit of research. According to FDRlibrary.org, the worst year of the Great Depression was 1933, with 25% of the nation's workforce being unemployed. So for those that were working in 1933, what was their salary? According to the IRS, it was about $4,200. Yikes. Now, let's not forget that 1933 was 90 years ago. And we all know that inflation's a thing, especially in 2023. So let's see what $4,218 looks like in today's money. As you can see here, I pulled up an inflation calculator and full disclosure, obviously the entirety of 2023 is not available yet as we are only halfway through the year. So I couldn't get an average for 2023. So I went with an average for 2022. Now this is the part that's gonna ruin your day. It's so bad, I almost wanna do a trigger warning. In order to be making an average amount that is on par with what the average American was making in the lowest depths of the Great Depression, in the year 2022, you would need to be making $95,000. Inflation of over 2,000%. The reason that nobody can afford to buy anything is because we are literally making less than the people we're making when this country was at its lowest economic point in history. If you took somebody from 1933 and you placed them in 2023 making the same rate adjusted for inflation, they would be making $25,000 more than I do with a bachelor's in engineering in a highly skilled trade field. But all we have to do is pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and get out of our own way, right? Man, that is just wild. But to think of that, $4,200 then, that was the average um, income. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know exactly the average income of the American today, but I I'm not thinking it's 90K. I, I just don't think that's it. So most Americans are living well below what the average person and the average person was not doing well during the Great Depression. You know, this was terrible. It's just a further illustration of how and think of all the education you got in high school. You know, FDR's New Deal and the war got us out of the Great Depression, which is total gaslighting and bullshit again, because it wasn't until about three years after the war when the New Deal spending and the war spending stopped and they got rid of like the 90 percent tax burden and cut government spending by 75% that they actually got out of the depression and people could live again. So we find the problem is government. The problem is money. Now, at the same time, some people, I'm, I'm not going to give them a, a clean thing here. You know, um, I heard Wicked talking about this in, in Cafe this morning. You know, if you got 
you know, kids and you're going to the movies and the clubs and doing all this and, and buying these things and paying, uh, what do they call it? House poor. When you're paying this mortgage on a house that you are probably well above your means in things like that, you need to cut back your costs to get to where you're able to save and you're not spending more than you're bringing in like some of these basics here. But as, um, I can't remember who said that in the chat, but they said six figures is poverty in Manhattan. And Another thing that popped up, you know, approaching the Great Depression and during that time, uh, the about three, two, two and a half years leading up to the to the big crash, Hoovervilles starting started popping up. I don't know if you guys looked around the country at major cities. Um, we just went through Denver recently, and parts of it that you never see that there are just tents. I mean, it's campgrounds uh, lined up near the interstates and freeways, and that. And in the Midwest is not very um, a typical thing. So all the signs are there. And um, yeah, but luckily we have one thing that can protect us and save us from the Cantillon effect, from these, these plunderers and centralized institutions, debasing our currency, stealing us, and then lying to us and gaslighting us and fooling us in, into believing uh, these farces. So, man... It's, it's just wild. It just really put it in perspective. Uh, you know, Opti, like that, that video really smacked. And I don't know. I, I, you can't deny really basic uh, two minutes on a calculator math uh, to really put it in perspective and show people. That may be an awesome uh, red pill, orange pill to give people. And then you go say, hey, now look at USD priced in Bitcoin over the past 14 years. Uh, nothing comes close. There's never been a asset that compares to it in the history of mankind so um we'll get to some more news here but i wanted to hear uh opti richard uh, maybe your guys takes on this clip yeah i mean first and foremost that tiktok video is insane and this is what i mean when i say we're in the war for the hearts and minds of the masses like that little tiktok video can do more for opening people's minds than all of the autistic screeches we see on twitter like show people that their money is broken and that they are poorer than the great depression like what a connection and then of course show people that bitcoin can improve people's lives like this shouldn't be happening with modern day technology like we shouldn't be this poor but obviously these are the effects of the cantillon effect like this is the effects of money printer go burr this is the effect of what was it 2100 and something 51,000 percent inflation in the last 90 years like since 1913 we have our purchasing power has been decimated and it's absolutely not only horrendous but a devastation for the modern world. Like our future has been stolen and it's happening before our eyes and, and no one understands this except for the Bitcoiners out there. But Richard hit us in the private chat. He says he's got a good anecdote. What's up, Richard? Yeah, you know, it's interesting listening to that because I just a quick anecdote. I have a guy, a friend of mine who sells firewood and I got my firewood from him the other day and he showed up and he was telling me what a hard time he's having making ends meet. And he said, there's no money in doing firewood anymore. And the gas prices keep going up. And he's also said his mom's on social security and it just covers her rent. And so he's having to help her. And so I said to him, you know, I'm, I'm saving in this thing called Bitcoin. And he goes, yeah, I've heard of that. I don't have time to do that. I'm up for, you know, in the morning, I just can't deal with anything else at the moment. So, you know, I felt sorry for the guy because you could see he's really struggling. And because he's struggling so much, he's not, he doesn't even have the bandwidth to hear what I had to tell him. But anyway, the good news with that is he heard the word Bitcoin and he heard it from me. 
and he'll probably hear it again. So at some point, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, people in his position will will catch on and, you know, start putting some of their savings in Bitcoin. He said, to, I said, I'm saving in Bitcoin. He goes, I, I don't have any savings. So anyway, but I, there's a lot of people out there like that. And hopefully more and more of them can, you know, get on the Bitcoin bandwagon and be able to get some savings under their belt. Yeah, 100%. That is that is also one of the most nefarious aspects about this is like not only are you getting poorer but you have to work longer just to flow and no one has well the majority of people don't have the time to unplug to do the research they need to they just want to un like they just want to turn their brain off and get back to the grind because they have no other choice anyways rustin uh i see you got a lot of tabs so let, let's get through the rest of this yeah, that was awesome stuff. And I think uh, someone in the chat made a good point. The Fed might understand decentralization, uh, Opti and Richard, because they have been highly successful at decentralizing uh, homelessness all across the nation. So we've they've got that going for them in the decentral decentralization place. All right, but let's get into some stuff, because though we see this, there is we talked about the Great Awakening before in some videos, kind of Russell Brand, Joe Rogan. And these things, but we really are seeing some things. And it's because, you know, the, the people in power have showed their cards. They've showed how completely inept they are. I mean, they are the worst financial planners in the history of mankind. And did you know that they gave the entire military budget of Russia to Ukraine in just the past, what, how many months? That's the equivalent of the billions they've sent there. So this is wild. And they're going to try to get 87,000 IRS agents to come hound you for $600 on Venmo when the Department of Defense has failed five audits that can't count for 61% of their assets. I mean, how can you take this clown world seriously anymore? I mean, you can't cover this up. It's just so blatant. And, and we've had this happen time and time again. The Pentagon misplaces this. No big, no big deal, just trillions of dollars. But we need our CBDC to make sure you go spend money at our corporate uh, sponsors, you know, things of this nature. So it's all going, uh, it's all coming back around because, you know, you have that, that usual saying, right? Oh, but without the government, what are we going to do, guys? What are we going to do about our roads? Well, here's their roads. This is... Uh, your government-produced road, and take that as a symbol of what fiat is right now because the dollar as world reserve currency, the dollar as the, the only thing holding it up is a little glimmer of faith and hope that's still there. And I, I don't understand why it's still there. It's kind of a good thing because you don't want to have a, a forced uh, transition into the hard money and the ca catastrophe that could bring. You would like a, a, a slow, gradual process in regards to, you know, benefit more people that way. But it is insane. And I love this tweet from Sailor. We, do, we, we don't need the state. We don't need banks. We don't need centralized institutions telling me where to store my money, who I can send it to, what I can do with it. And, you know, the, the, the game is over. There's no stopping it. You know, it is what it is. Bitcoin is, and that's enough. And this has, you know, a couple little plays on it. If a man empties his purse into his head, no one could take it from him, Benjamin Franklin. So it's better to build up your knowledge, build up uh, you as a human, you as an individual, you as a uh, spiritually, uh, physically, things of this nature, um, rather than falling victim to, you know, being a consumer, you know, in a consumer-based economy and... <laughs> 
the materialism of society, but also the fact that now I, ca- I can go anywhere in the world and take my wealth with me with 12 words. And, you know, we had to, they, they, um, I'm trying to think in school, we used to, we had English class and they would like propagandize these little jingles about what a noun or a verb is. And those things had like a hundred words. So come on. And we figured those out in kindergarten, 12 words is not hard and to protect your financial future uh, for the rest of your lifetime, as long as you maintain and keep those things secure. All right. Now I'm going to go Opti. We had one more clip and this is Christine Anderson uh, a clip from her in Parliament in the UK. And again, people are standing up. They're starting to stand for truth. They're starting to call out centralized authorities for what they are, completely inept, and they're they're thieves, you know? Um, so let's get Christine Anderson, and then I'd like to hear your guys' take on, on this uh, as well. Completely dependent upon this globalitarian elite. That's what they have in store for us. You're sitting in the EU Parliament, but you can take any kind of international governing body or organization. It is no longer by the people, for the people. From now on, it will be by the globalitarian elites, for the globalitarian elites, and nothing else. So I'm really imploring the people and all the peoples around the world, for God's sake, stop giving your democratically elected governments the benefit of the doubt. They are not deserving of that. They are not. Stop rationalizing whatever your government is doing. Try Stop rationalizing nationalizing and come up with some good intentions. They have no good intentions. Never, as I said before, in the entire history of mankind, there has never been a political elite concerned about the well-being of regular people. And it isn't any different now. Why should it stop giving them the benefit of the doubt? Because I can tell you, you cannot comply your way out of a tyranny. It is impossible. Trying to do so, you will only feed a gigantic alligator in the hopes of being eaten last. But guess what? Your turn will come, and then you will be the one swallowed up. I also have to ask the people, end your silence. Speak up. For God's sake, stop complying start rebelling that's right baby get on board with the peaceful revolution talk about someone that's been based and and been an outspoken individual for freedom these past few years christine anderson has been amazing and i'm gonna we're getting close on time so i'm gonna get a blitz here so you guys if you have thoughts on that hold it and we're gonna run through some things Real quick, because we got a lot of tabs left here, but I wanted to talk again on the big, you know, society is waking up. You have the richest man, the most powerful man in the world tweeted, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. That's kind of a big deal. And then we're getting into some of this bullish bullishness 
for Bitcoin. And this is a beautiful thing. VC funding in, uh, what do we got? Web3 plummets 76%. And this goes back to Sailor and others telling you all this misallocated capital will go back to where it's supposed to go. And that is towards the real innovation. And that is Bitcoin. Then we've got more bearishness for the dollar. Good for Bitcoin and freedom. The U.S. dollar will lose status as world reserve currency. And that came from S&P's top global economist. I think they touched on that in Cafe this morning as well. We've got presidential candidates, what, four or five now, uh, promoting Bitcoin and plenty of opposition all across the U.S. against CBDCs. So this is a beautiful thing, beautiful development. And again, that's kind of what Christine Anderson was against, is a CBDC, a globalist one world currency controlled by a guy that looks like he eats 12 cows a day. The U.S. dollar is also at a 15-month low as the FOMC decision looms. So buckle up, probably going to get a 25 basis point hike there. And we've got massive accumulation, which are usually signs of the early rumblings of the bull market. 18 billion worth of Bitcoin was accumulated at the 30,200 mark. Might be a good time to scoop up some sets because... Not looking good out there. This was from uh, Dylan LeClaire, the global debt now over two times greater, the global economy. And that's not to mention the U.S. is what? 140% debt to GDP. Not looking good. But guys, we're on the mission. Like uh, uh, Christine Anders Anderson was talking about, spread this peaceful revolution. We are, we are so close. And um, we're really coming into the mainstream. And it's going to be uh, different. We're going to have to educate a lot of people because every cycle you have the same FUD, the same uh, sort of scams going on. So you have to make sure that they are getting proper education. So good things maybe in this uh, European crackdown on shitcoin uh, promotion. So that could be a good deal as well. And then another thing on the clapback, Ice Cube was just on Piers Morgan. And this is a big deal because he's talking about incentives, right? And I think Ice Cube gets Bitcoin. I, he, he just might. Because look at this. The, and I'm, I can't play the clip because, you know, there's some things here on YouTube we can't do. But the pharmaceutical companies made a lot of money. It's like an incentive. Even when things are not going right to keep going. It's kind of like the war machine. If you make the bullets and the band-aids, you're going to want to always be in war because it's profitable. And this is hitting on all the incentives misaligned in the fiat system. And Bitcoin, uh, through through changing individual behavior through changing their time preference over time through actually allowing them to plan for the future and save in a money that that actually benefits them long term and doesn't steal their life savings um we're, big things are happening guys but we got to get moving on so uh let's let's get to opti and richard yeah i'll be short um it really does feel like the collective consciousness of humanity and i know i said collective like hold your tomatoes uh is waking up and humans are starting to notice there is a problem do they understand that the money's the problem yet no but i do think that a lot of people out there are starting to feel the pain obviously as we say all the time uh you know humans need to feel that pain to wake up but it really does feel like people are starting to feel like there is something amiss and we are seeing the Overton window shift slowly but surely it is shifting and it's just more important than ever to add to that signal and you know inch your way over get people to get into the Bitcoin signal because you can't move things in one fell swoop so as we know 
fix the money, fix the world. You cannot print your way out of this fiat problem. It's almost like you will need to build a parallel system and win by a roundabout way, which is Bitcoin and which is what we're doing. TikTok next block. Things are happening quicker than we can even imagine. But of course, we're turning around the Titanic. So it's going to take some time. So buckle down, get ready, get in for the marathon. This is not a sprint. You will probably be trying to orange pill for the rest of your life. Anyways, Richard, what's your thoughts on all this stuff? Oh my goodness, so much news going on. It's uh, it's um, interesting times indeed. You know, it's uh, in my community, I'm trying to introduce Bitcoin here. And um, it, it's really interesting how people are so um, embedded in the fiat system. Um, and I think they really just really have a hard time uh, grasping what Bitcoin is. One of, one of the quick things that I always think is when people first hear about Bitcoin, the first thing that comes to mind is some kind of, uh, you know, digital things are, are typically free. So the idea that something digital has value, I think is really hard for people to understand. So when they first hear about Bitcoin, they think it's some kind of Chuck E. Cheese token or some kind of casino chip. And it does take a while to, uh, to really understand what it is and how it works. But I'm, I'm making some inroads here. And um, I'm trying to get, you know, merchants to accept it. I'm trying to let people know about inflation. Um, the inflation one, I think, is an, e is an easy in because everybody sees that. And I think once people understand that uh, inflation is kind of an illusion, it looks like prices are going up, but actually it's the value of your money going down. And I think that concept is like a first step to understand that your, your, the value of your money is going down. And if you, think, you tell people to think about it, it's really not worth saving dollars, is it? Because what are they going to do in the future? They're going to buy you less. So anyway, slow, it's slow and steady progress here in, in the small town where I am. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, I've got time and uh, I'm going to keep going on this mission. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't That's agree some more. horns. That's horns. Mission, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Love yeah. it, Richard. I couldn't agree more. And and it's something like uh, I, I have a lot of friends and they're all in real estate and they, they're all or they own their homes and like, man, my house just got more like I, my house now is right. worth increased <laughs> by 30 percent or something. And you're just always like as a Bitcoiner is like, no, that just no. means that the dollar <laughs> is starting to become worthless. Like this is the game, guys. Anyways, uh, Richard, you talked about your story. So let's get into the culture because we are running a little late and I want to hear the full breath of the Bitcoin journey. Let's get into this guys the daily culture brought to you by swanbitcoin.com swan is the best way to build your bitcoin stack with automated bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from ten dollars to ten million dollars we love swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging what are you waiting for visit swanbitcoin.com today Okay, guys, before I get into the culture, we are going to see you guys at the Pacific Bitcoin Festival, October 5th and 6th this year in Los Angeles. Get your tickets now before they are going up because, oh, they're going up this Friday, guys. So we will see you guys in L.A. General admission tickets are $550. The VIP tickets are $2,800. We want to hang out with you at the Pacific Bitcoin Festival. Last year was awesome. And this year, I think, is going to be even better. They killed it their first year. But enough of that. Richard. You DM me, I forget what episode was, but you uh, hit me up and you're like, man, 
I'd love to come on and talk about my Bitcoin journey. I think you heard us on Twitter spaces or something, and we were talking about bank failures and all this stuff, and it reminded you of your journey. So you've been in Bitcoin since 2014, and the context was that you had some bank issues, and then you found Bitcoin. So could you give people this story, and maybe it'll wake up more people to the idea of why they need Bitcoin? Yeah, real quick, uh, I've actually got to thank Wells Fargo Bank for introducing me to Bitcoin. So I do video production and I did a video production for Wells Fargo Bank and that all happened. And they sent, they sent me a paper check in the mail in 2014. So I took my little paper check into town and went to the Bank of America ATM and I popped the check in there. And on the screen, it said there's going to be a three-day hold on your check. Now, I wasn't surprised because they always do that, right? But as I'm driving home, I'm thinking, you know, how, how ironic. Two of the biggest banks in the country and B of A wants to make sure Wells Fargo is good for the money. So I'm going to hold your money for three days. So I started thinking, you know, you can send email instantly. You can send pictures around the world, text messages. Why can't you do this with money? And shortly thereafter, I heard about Bitcoin and I didn't understand how Bitcoin worked, but I just knew that it was peer to peer and it was exactly what I've been thinking of. So thanks to Wells Fargo Bank. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. And I mean, we talk about this all the time and I'm glad that we are bringing these examples. I, I Like I said it earlier in the numbers segment today, it's very interesting that we aren't seeing more people be as adamant as you are. We're, we're seeing all kinds of troubles in regional banks and yet people are just like, okay, hey, my regional bank's blowing up. Let me just put my money in JP Morgan instead of being like, wait, there's a fundamental problem with the banking system right now and maybe I don't want to keep money in there because it might not be there the next day. Of course, we most likely won't see, you know, like a, a, a full hyperinflationary blank collapse yet in the U.S. I don't know if we're there yet, but hey, we do seem to be on the verge of a global recession or maybe we're already in one. But hey, I don't know. The numbers keep lying. But anyways, Richard, uh, you talked about your local community. Uh, how's it been trying to wake people up? You kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Yeah, it's, it's slow going. And, you know, um, I realize it's going to take time. And I think it just takes a lot of touch points. I mean, yeah, here's the deal is you can if you have a, a business idea, or uh, an idea for a movie or a new product, there's a thing called the elevator pitch, right, you can explain Uber, like it's, it's taxis, but you use regular people's cars, or, you know, if it's a, it's a movie, it's Romeo and Juliet on the Titanic. That's an elevator pitch. You can't do that with Bitcoin. You can't in 30 seconds explain Bitcoin to somebody. You've got to, it took me a long time. I mean, first of all, I, I liked the idea it was peer to peer, but I didn't understand how it worked. And it took me months and months of just listening and looking and reading to sudden, and, it, and it's like this light bulb so slowly goes on in your head. Oh my God, this thing is just amazing the way it works. It really is quite incredible. But you can't communicate that to somebody in a 30-second elevator pitch. It does take time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I also had, I don't even remember, like five touches to Bitcoin before it finally made sense. I, I went through all of the memes of, you know, like internet nerd money, uh, you know, drug digital money. And then finally... I heard number go up. It broke 10K. And I'm like, wait, maybe I should hear about this thing. Maybe there's something over here. And, uh, you know, I always get flack on the show 
because I usually blame most of the world's problems on boomers, but there is hope that you guys out there, again, not being an ageist over here, but one of the biggest things that I hear all the time is like, oh, you think my grandma is going to hold Bitcoin? And I'm like, I think I, I really think it's easy to understand Bitcoin. And you even said it in the DM with us and you said it earlier. It's like making Bitcoin as simple and understandable as sending an email. And that's all it really is, right? And I jump back in on that, Richard. Yeah, well, I think, you know, your your grandma probably holds one of these now. And uh, so, you know, people will, pe people will catch on over time. You know, uh, just real quick, when I started, I was doing video production for many years. And when I first saw the internet, and on my f uh, first download on a website, a, a picture, you know, scrolled down the screen on a, dial-up modem it was very slow to load a single color image but as soon as i saw that i go you know we're going to be doing video on this in the future and i told my peers people in the video business who are working in analog video i said you know the internet we're going to be doing video over the internet and they go that's not going to work it's too slow and i go it is right now but just wait because these technologies always improve they always get easier it's always you know easier to onboard people to these things and that's exactly what I see with Bitcoin. It's it's going to be, um, you know, over time, more and more people are going to come on board. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to happen. I couldn't agree more. I had this thought the other day. I went to an Apple store with one of my friends. His phone broke and I had nothing going on that day. I think it was Sunday or something. And we were in the Apple store and I was just, you know, scrolling around and they were doing those um what do they call like the Apple classes on how to use like their iPhone. And it was like an elementary one. And I'm like, I was sitting there. I'm like, when are we going to have like Bitcoin Apple classes in regards to how to use Bitcoin? And, I, and then I sat there along. I'm like, Oh wait, like that's what we're all doing here is just trying to onboard people and teach them about this new technology. And if we can all learn how to use an iPhone, if we can all learn how to use a, a laptop, it's only a matter of time until people have that mental shift and they understand that Bitcoin is a, a superior form of saving, a superior form of transacting in a digital world. You know, the same things we talk about all the time, a digital money in a digital world. And, you know, there's a lot of people, especially some of our friends in the chat, they're, uh, they're skeptical. They're pessimistic at times. Maybe they're burnt out by the bear market, but they just, they go so hard on being a cynic. They're like, these old people aren't going to understand it. I'm like, bro, everyone's using a supercomputer. Like, come on. Everyone will wake up to the new technology that is Bitcoin. Yes, it's not going to happen overnight. Yes, it's going to be a while. Yes, there will be some, you know, some obstacles, some kinks throughout the, throughout this journey, but I fundamentally think that Bitcoin is easy as sending an email and it's uh, it's on us to not only get that framing across, but also understand that the developers out there will improve the UX and the user interfaces and it's only getting easier in time. Uh, I, I'm sure uh, Rustin remembers being on like AIM and AOL when we were kids and look how far we've gone on the internet. Anyways, uh, Richard. If you could do a 30-second elevator pitch for someone out there right now that is on the fence on Bitcoin, what would you tell them? So here's what I tell them. I say, uh, first of all, understand what money is and just have a brief conversation about that and think, you know, in our culture, it's gold. You think of gold, right? Then point two, what's, what's wrong with our money today? What's broken? <clears throat> and then talk about inflation and the fact that you probably aren't saving your money because if you think about it, it's not really worth saving. 
So it kind of incentivizes you to just spend your money right now. And that's true for everybody. And then step three is now look at Bitcoin. Now look at the, now you know those first two steps. Now look at this thing called Bitcoin and understand that, it, that it's a superior form of money, possibly the best kind of money we've ever had. So that would be my, uh, that would be my introduction for most people. Couldn't agree more. 100 uh, percent. I've I've been going back and forth for a couple of months now, actually probably like a year and like, OK, what is the best way to explain Bitcoin to people? Do I hit them over the head with, you know, the end the Fed libertarian uh, message? Do I do I try to explain that inflation is theft? Uh, do I try to angle it in the facts of, you know, banks deplatforming people, censorship resistance, like what is exactly the best way to angle this? And I, I'm coming to the conclusion the last couple of weeks is trying to angle the Bitcoin message and how does this improve people's lives today? And moving forward, what is the benefit to them? Because we all want to live a good life. And as much as we talk about all the benefits of Bitcoin, uh, it's really about personalizing that message so someone can be like, oh, this can help me today and it will help me moving into the future. And so it's just about planting these seeds. Anyways, Rustin, you've been shaking your head along the way here, agreeing with things. Uh, you want to add in here before we get into the meme review? No, man, I, I think it's just awesome uh, what Richard's doing. But I mean, he's he's been here a long time. He's got a lot of wisdom and you know, people always say boomers, you know. There's, there's a lot of pretty amazing boomers in Bitcoin. Like <laughs> we got some of the most base uh, individuals on the planet are, are, are boomers in Bitcoin. So yeah, don't, don't be yeah. putting our Bitcoiner uh, guys in that same category. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, just, so uh, just real quick. I, I'm just going to say a lot of times people hear about Bitcoin and they think the first thing they think is an investment. I'm going to put my failing dollars into Bitcoin make more failing dollars and then pull it out when I've made some more failing dollars. And so that that's another stumbling block for people that I just try and explain to them. This is not an investment. This is money. This is better money. Just wanted to make that point. Love it. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Okay. Actually, I have one more question. You've been in Bitcoin since 2014. What uh what what would you tell someone that's new that is dealing with the roller coaster? Maybe it's their first cycle uh, what, what, what's, uh, what's the advice for the newer Bitcoiners out there? And, uh, what, what do you want them to know before we roll this into the memes? What's that? What's that joke? There's, there's two, there's three kinds of people in the world. There are those that are good at math and those that aren't. Actually, that's not my point. I was going to say there's two kinds of people in the world. There's, um, you know, there's traders and then I think there's hodlers. And I know, I know some guys who are my age and they're traders, right? They're, they're saying, I, I want to make more dollars. And, um, you know, in, in terms of the bear market, I've, I've got, been through all of it. So I went through 2017 up to 20,000 by the end of, uh, and then, you know, by the end of 2018, we're down to 3,000. And uh, actually the other one is I've got some family, I've told some family members, you've got to buy this stuff. And of course they bought it at around 50,000 and now we're down at 30,000. And they're looking at me like, yeah, right. But I'm just like, hold on, just hold on, don't sell it. So that's where I am with them. But anyway, I'm, I, I think the other thing is I actually have a list of Bitcoin prices uh, from December 2009 all the way up to, and I put in July uh, 2023. And if you look at that from zero to where we are today and you see the ups and downs, then I think it starts to make sense to people. So I, I'd recommend having a little cheat sheet in your 
in your back pocket to show people the, uh, you know, the progression through time. Absolutely love it. Great, great insight, Richard. All right, guys, before we move on to the meme review, though, I got to plug our boys over at Orange Pill app. Stack friends who stack sats. As you can tell, it gets lonely out there if you're the only Bitcoiner, but... Get on the Orange Pill app, create a Bitcoin meetup in your area, go grab a beer with a Bitcoiner. If you are the single Bitcoiner in your area and you have no Bitcoin friends, jump on the Orange Pill app and I'm sure you will find some people in your area. It's As the boys always say, this is not a dating app, but it's kind of a dating app. So hey, get on the Orange Pill app, stack friends who stack sats, and we will usher in the bright orange future because it's, it's about building a community of Bitcoiners around there. It, it's all about every single one of us stacking sets and spreading that signal and building your, your personal local community of like-minded individuals. Because as you can tell, we are moving into some crazy times and you do not want to be the sole Bitcoiner that is awake. Anyways, let's get into the meme review, guys. The, your favorite portion of the show. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Wait, before we get into the meme review, shouts out to Elaine and the Orange Pill app. It's the running meme about the Orange Pill app that it's not a, it's not tender for Bitcoiners. And Elaine goes, Bitcoiners need Bitcoin girlfriends. <laughs> this is the way. All right, guys, you already know the deal. This is the meme review, your favorite portion of the show, where you send us memes on Twitter, Simply Bitcoin TV. Tag me in the memes, and I will try to find as many as possible. I may not get to every single one of them day by day, but I do put them in our show notes. And I'll get to them as soon as I can. And then, of course, drop them in our Telegram group, t.me slash simplybitcoin. And I scroll in there and try to find memes every morning. So if you but leave, give me give me the Twitters, the tweets so I can give people credit. I, I don't want to just steal their memes. Anyways, tweet to the bullets, memes to the artillery. We are in an information war. And the only thing we have on our side is truth. So give people palatable, bite-sized information, ridicule the corporate press, make some funny so your friends keep their head in the game. This is all we really got to do as we usher in the bright orange future, get people holding Bitcoin. Anyways, anyways, this first meme is by our friend RD underscore BTC, and he goes, hashtag Bitcoin transcends, and you got this cosmic angel being light being above planet earth and in one hand he's got the bitcoin logo and he's got a halo or it has a halo uh they, they should have put like a i don't know hardware wallet in here rd you you dropping the ball dropping the ball okay this next one uh shouts out to parabolic infinity divided by 21 million aka btc underscore is underscore truth on twitter and he goes public perception of bitcoin and this is based on yesterday's culture segment where we were using the american hodl's tweet of uh you know there's there's two paths you can head down here in bitcoin you can drop down all the technicals you can try to understand everything about bitcoin or you can understand just orange coin good me hodl long time and we have a bell curve here and on the left side you know we got a little opti over here Orange coin, good, me hot a long time. We have the midwit in the middle. It goes, Bitcoin is a Ponzi scheme that's boiling the ocean. And then we got the right side of the bell curve. 
Wojak in a in a cloak, and he goes, "Bitcoin is concentrated energy essential to the advancement of civilization." Absolutely love it. But Orange Coin, good me hot a long time. This is the way. Okay, this next meme is by the Bitcoin therapist. Shouts out to you, bro. And he goes, "Satoshi is a legend." Hashtag Bitcoin, and we got a Terminator meme here, and we got the kid. I forget what his name is. He says, did you come back to save the human race? And instead of Arnold as Terminator, we have Dorian Nakamoto, a.k.a. Satoshi, here with his face, with the mm, face, and we got the Bitcoin logo. Pretty much, Satoshi came back to save the human race. We will stack these sats. <laughs> we will do it. Is, is Bitcoin AI, is Satoshi a time traveler? I don't know. That's the meme. Anyways, this next one is by a personal friend, Surfer Jim. Uh, on Twitter, aka at Surfer Jim W. And he goes, Once you get Bitcoin, this becomes your mission. Sorry, not sorry. I don't make the rules. And we got the classic meme here. It's not really classic, but it's becoming pretty classic, in my opinion. We got uh, the girl and guy tweeting or texting each other in bed. You know, they, they just became uh, a thing. They just started dating. They're in that just talking phase. And the girl is texting the boy and she goes, What do you do for fun? And the guy responds, Shatters people's thoughts on reality and makes them question their existence i agree this is all we do as bitcoiners is burst people's bubbles okay this next meme is by another personal friend skeef aka at skeef underscore 25 and uh this kind of adding to what uh rustin was saying in the news segment and skeef tweets never underestimate the parasite class commitment to destroying beauty in the world and he just has a screenshot here and i think this is a headline and it goes greatest reset europe could achieve net zero by demolishing its historic buildings and starting again says italian central bank couldn't make up all the central bankers out there all they can think about is destroying things to uh What's it? Achieve net zero. Absolutely insanity. But that, I don't know if you guys saw this and, and maybe we can cover this tomorrow. But did you guys see that? Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but a Saudi CEO in oil and gas just got added to the BlackRock board. Uh, it's almost like Bitcoin. Saudi Aramco. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's almost like Bitcoin is ESG friendly and uh, it's going to save the world. Anyways, this next one is a happy way to end this is by at 21 JCLP and he just goes or she just goes, I don't know, it's in and on. Bitcoin is beautiful, hard emoji. And we got this. It looks like a almost like a play on Van Gogh. I'm guessing this is like an AI art, but instead of the starry night, it's got the Bitcoin logo. Bitcoin is beautiful. Bitcoin is saving the world. Bitcoin is saving you, and that's all that really matters. Stack that. Stay humble. Stay solvent. This is the way, boys and girls. Anyways, drop your meme review score in the chat over here as I cover hours live. My meme review score, I've had this for a minute, and I haven't used it, but I figured, oh, actually, I might have used it a little bit, but I figured it's a great score. I got this uh, Swan notepad that I got at Pacific Bitcoin Conference. I, I think I used only one page to uh, write a phone number down or something. I forget what it is. But anyways, Rustin, what's your meme review score? All right. So I know uh, Opti's into philosophy, and I've got a book here that could rival uh, Plato's Republic with little ditties in there. A lot of good quotes like, uh, school is stupid. It's not how you learn things. This is the world according to Rick. <laughs> very philosophical much yeah. wow okay all right all right i'm glad you didn't blow that one in the in the pre-show all right uh richard what is your meme review score today 
I got a I got a little uh, Bitcoin business card that I I leave these around town. I don't know if you can read it, but it basically has a little blurb about Bitcoin, and uh, that'll be my meme review score. And if you want to print some of these up, you can. Uh, I leave them in tip jars, coffee tables, just wherever I go. They're that's awesome. Fun. Little Easter eggs. Do you so what? It just uh, it just has like the memes on there. Twenty one million hard cap. No, it goes, uh, Bitcoin is the digital perfection of money. There is no company, no bank, no board of directors uh, controlling Bitcoin. Bitcoin is decentralized, bearer asset, offering uh, cash settlement uh, instantly. There's no account to sign up for. Just download a wallet, and you're ready to use Bitcoin. Wow. Boom. <laughs> Amazing. That is perfect. Amazing. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, as you guys are dropping your meme review score, let's talk about Noddle. I don't have me a physical Noddle on me, so I have the website up here as I'm filling in for Nico. But, you know, get this red one. It goes much faster. Uh, guys, if you aren't running a node yet, you know, you, you don't have to buy an external personal node, a uh, standalone node, but definitely do it so you do not... You know, overworker, your daily driver over here. Shouts out to the boys over at Noddle. Noddle dot, uh, I think it's dot EU now. But uh, be your own bank. Run your own Bitcoin node today. Guys, you need to be running a node. I, I don't care if it's just Bitcoin Core on your old laptop. Run a node. But shouts out to our boys over at Noddle because they have a pretty red one and it goes much faster, much wow. Okay, let's got some scores. Oh, also, I forgot the music. No more music, but we got some meme scores in here. It is what it is. Okay, let me see. Let me scroll up here right quick. We have, oh, man. <laughs> if you guys were here yesterday, you know that Nico, uh, Nico can't speak. Anyways, we got Nico's rape elevator. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Anyways, score. <laughs> Whistles are not effective in a closed elevator. Oh, oh my God. All right. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. I did. I knew I shouldn't have read that one. All right. UTXO. I give the memes an angelic being who doesn't need a hardware wallet because she can calculate Bitcoin signatures in her head. Okay. All right. I stand corrected. All right. Hammersaw score a rubber chicken from Max Kaiser. Okay. All right. Priceless. The priceless. Yeah, this next one, Elaine. Shouts out to Elaine. She goes, score, Opti sends flowers, orange pills, Christine Anderson, love flourish, and you're up on top of Bitcoin. <laughs> hey, I'm for that one, Opti. That's good. <laughs> oh, man. Your other things yeah. in the past, you About, need to put those behind you. I will Anderson's never live cool. down the gill fetish. This is this is the feature, not a bug. All right, J-Dub, the Laker, 21 mil. Meme score, Opti's infiltration of boomer chicks society. <laughs> God. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's see. Score. <laughs> Dude, Boomer Chicks is like, all right. All right. Whatever. Uh, BTC is truth. Score. Orange pilling that TikToker from the clip earlier in the show. Yeah, that'd be epic. Someone yeah. should someone should uh track him down. Track him. <laughs> all right. All right. That's uh that's the last one. But uh guys, really appreciate every single one of you guys. And uh without further ado, Rustin. What do you what do you got in the books for us over there on Twitter? I know you have a packed packed schedule. You're putting in that work with the eight to ten minute clips, absolutely killing it over there. Uh, you got anything? You already know what we're doing. Yeah, we got. We're gonna have a Dell clip drop today, and then Thursday Dell's got a really bullish one on um, maybe just a few hundred dollars in Bitcoin could really change your life in a few years, you know? So trying to help uh, Orange Pill and break down that basic math and sound money, 
uh, to the new guys. We're going to get some kind of out there. Um, CBDC, UN, WEF, uh, kind of going down the Alex Jonesy type rabbit hole with a couple clips and i've got a guy um i'm gonna show to you guys his name is david gunn he's a musician from flint michigan some of the most aggressive music around but he really speaks out against uh technocracy dystopia and uh these different things so we're gonna try to weave that into the actual news and uh, have a fun discussion with that and tons of bullish items um, as well. So yeah, just hey, set those notifications. They'll be coming in hot just about every day, except uh, like Wednesday tomorrow, we have a big IRL. So um, no clip, but make sure you tune, no, tune no, in actually, for that, right? The IRL, I think we it's going to be a pre-recorded one this week, guys, because the, timing, oh, okay. the timing's off. I think we're going to drop that on Saturday. So keep an eye out for that. But Rustin, uh, to your point, I think, and I've been saying this for a while, I, I think it's becoming very obvious, at least to someone that also makes media, that most people know what the problem is, but few people understand what the solution is. I, I hear it coming from you know musicians, from talking heads, from artists, from politicians, from average everyday people. I think most people can point to the problems of the world, but very few people understand what the solution is. And of course, we think it's simply Bitcoin. Uh, fix the money, fix the world. It's not going to fix every problem of the world, but you start with a better money and the world will figure everything out on the back end in time. We try to take those guys and kind of give them that last little push, you, you know, that nudge. Because all those, nudge. there's a lot of freedom maximalist little micro uh, clicks and they're just needing that last little nudge. So a lot of our videos, we try to reach out to those other freedom minded little groups and, uh, you know, try to get them in and slowly orange pill them and, it looks like we're doing pretty good so far. We just got to uh, keep the foot on the gas pedal because, um, yeah, big things are coming. And when you smell blood in the water, guys, it's not the time to sit idly by. Let's get after it and get rolling. It's all about momentum. Anyways, Rustin, appreciate you filling in today. We will see you on the YouTube timeline later. All right, Richard. Really appreciate you coming on today. Really, really inspiring story today. And also dropping the wisdom for the new Bitcoiners out there. Really appreciate that. Uh, are you working on anything? I, I have your Twitter down here so the video uh, audience can give you a follow. But is there anything you want to tell the people before we roll this one out? All right. Well, yeah, I just got, got my node going. So today I'm going to be uh, getting lightning set up and digging into that. That's, uh, that's a whole other thing today. Let's go. Absolutely awesome. Well, great to have you, Richard. I appreciate you reaching out today or in the past so we can get you on today. And hey, there's hope for all of us yet. It is on yep. the bright orange future. All right. Uh, you can Absolutely. you can join us on uh, Twitter spaces if you want, Richard, or, uh, you know, really appreciate you coming in and, and sharing your story with us. Yeah, we'll stay connected. So I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks awesome. for having me. It's been fun. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, you already know the deal. This is the end of the show. Come hang out with us on Twitter Spaces. We will be going live there until 2 p.m. Eastern time. And this is another episode of Simply Bitcoin. Smash the like, subscribe, share, comment. I don't know. What did the YouTube people say to push the algos? It's all about spreading the Bitcoin signal. Because like I always say and I said today, People know what the problem is, but few people understand what the solution is. And it really is about saving the individual, saving yourself and, you know, making the best decisions for yourself. So saving Bitcoin, uh, do a big 
middle finger to all the tyrants and authoritarians out there, to all the parasite class that want to control you. We are winning. Bitcoin is winning. TikTok next block. Honey Badger, don't give a fuck. This is the way. Spread all the Bitcoin signal, not just simply Bitcoin. Just start waking up your friends and family. This is all we really have to do and get more people holding Bitcoin as we onboard the next, what, 7 billion people. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, tomorrow, Nico will be gone again. So I'll be hosting again with our boy, Dell. You guys are starting to uh, really appreciate Dell, and, and we appreciate all you guys sharing the love, showing the love. So come hang out with us on Twitter Spaces. We will be keeping the show going for a little while longer. Peace out, guys. Until next time. 